Hey guys, welcome to the Mado Videos podcast. This is episode 26. Uh, today's guest is Karthik Sriraman. Uh, he's the enterprise sales director at Segment. Uh, somebody who spent uh, over 16 years in enterprise sales, uh, in, in rather enterprise software. Uh, he's a early SaaS expert. Uh, he's, he's built uh, teams ground up. He's uh, sort of seen it all. So uh, it'll be very interesting for us to have uh, his opinion on uh, this whole uh, thing of using videos for selling better and selling more rather, uh, which is uh, most, uh, I mean, which is a problem faced by most uh, businesses. Uh, so without much ado, I'd like to add uh, Karthik to the stream and uh, please welcome Karthik. Hey, Pradav. Thanks for having me on this. Appreciate it. And yeah, and thanks to anyone who's uh, who's joined as well. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us. Taking taking time out of your schedule. Uh, I'm I'm sure this this you might be in holiday uh, uh, mood, but then I think uh, taking time out and joining us on this podcast. So I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Likewise. So uh, Karthik, I'd like to start uh, by asking you something uh, because I, I, I've said whatever was there on your LinkedIn. What are mm -hmm. things that you've not mentioned about yourself on LinkedIn? Just just give us a, a background of, about yourself. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for that really kind intro. Uh, that was where, you know, I appreciate that. Um, well, really, if you look at my career so far, I started off very much uh, as a technologist, as a data engineer. And then at some point, I made the change over to uh, work in uh, sales and go to market initially as a sales engineer and then as a uh, account executive uh, from there. Um, and I would say, uh, you know, about... Six years ago, I joined Segment, and when I joined, uh, the company was maybe 30 people, uh, and uh, uh, now we're over 600, uh, and we were recently also acquired by Twilio. So it's been quite the journey uh, here for the last six, uh, six years or five and a half years. And I started off in San Francisco at the head office. And then about three years ago, I was uh, given the opportunity to move out to London and open up our practice here. And uh, that's how I ended up here. Awesome. Uh, so the interesting thing about your move from San Francisco to London was that uh, you're the first person uh, to uh, start that location, right? Uh, you did everything from the GTM to hiring a new team to even setting up the physical office. Like, what was mm -hmm. that experience like? The experience is something if anybody gets the chance to do, you should never miss out on it because uh, you, you know, the sort of the learning curve you go through is just phenomenal. There's just so many things that you got to think on your feet and learn and uh, uh, kind of pick up and make sure you are not just doing what it is put in front of you, but you got to look at, you know, what needs to be done for the company and pretty much take charge of that and uh, do what has to be done. So, they, you know, it was just like a once in a lifetime opportunity and experience. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy to have had that opportunity. Right, right. So here goes the uh, default question that I ask all my guests uh, on mm -hmm. the podcast, uh, because the name of the show is uh, Mad or Videos Podcast. 
uh, I'd like you to explain why is Karthik mm-hmm. mad over Yeah, yeah. And before I start that, I mean, my uh, sort of love for this uh, is pretty recent. So I'm not like a veteran here, but something I'm very, very excited about. And really, I think it started off, uh, you know, pre-COVID, uh, one of my favorite parts of the role was to really get in front of customers. There's something to be said with uh, the energy and the value that you create when you are uh, in front of the customer, collaborating with them in a room. That, uh, you know, when you're brainstorming ideas, uh, it, it is just very, very productive, right? Um, and that was pretty much taken away overnight. Um, and at that time, I felt like we were basically getting into a state of scarcity because we could no longer get in front of customers. We could not really communicate and collaborate as we did before, which was very effective, right? And then it took me a long time to go from that state of uh, scarcity to really understand that in fact, we're in a state of abundance now when it comes to FaceTime, right? Because uh, previously, getting that FaceTime was not easy either. I mean, there, there was travel and scheduling and all of these things. Yeah. But actually yeah. now you have uh, just tremendous opportunities to get yourself out there in front of the customer because yeah. they are used to receiving that sort of video communications from other partners and vendors they work with. And in many ways, they expect it as well, right? So it took me a long time to really understand uh, you know, or shift from that scarcity to the abundance mode. And it was sort of very recent for me. Um, and I start, I started seeing some very smart people around me do some really cool things uh, with it as well, right? Uh, so that's really, you know, how how this came about and why I was interested in speaking with you guys and so on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you could make it. So uh, I, I think uh, just because you mentioned, I'd like to take that point of uh, a little further and, and go into uh, various reasons why uh, people would use videos for sales uh, in particular, mm-hmm. because uh, we've always associated the uh, use of videos for marketing or or for hiring sometimes. It, it's It's never... Uh, been such an important uh, priority item for uh, uh, sales folks or revenue uh, people. But uh, like you said, because of COVID, I think uh, things have changed. Handshake has gone away. Uh, you are uh, bound to use videos. So I have, I have a few questions uh, around usage of videos in uh, sales. And I mm-hmm. want to start off with uh, the first one being, uh, how does video help you break through the inbo- inbox? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, uh, before kind of getting into that specifically, generally in sales for me, uh, it's, you know, how can we use video to mimic uh, what your relationship and engagement with customers uh, was prior to this, right? So that's the sort of the lens that I was mainly looking at. Uh, and then again, I, I just saw some folks do some really uh, uh, like, uh, you know, very new things, uh, which uh, was just amazing to see the, some of the things people were coming up with. So in terms of the inbox, uh, I've seen some very, uh, uh, like very special things there as well. And I think the key is how do you 
communicate value as quickly as possible. Uh, and I think that's the key, right? And for that, uh, we actually don't need to reinvent the wheel there. If you actually look at the B2C world, uh, they've figured that out really, really well. You know, there's yeah. companies like Netflix and YouTube and TikTok uh, who they're, you know, they're just focused on how do we keep the customer engaged. Uh, sometimes uh, it, it's not so great for the user itself, but like how long can you keep the user engaged and so on. Um, so there's some things to learn from them. Um, for example, you know, when, when you're opening uh, email or whatever form of communication, uh, how can you quickly communicate value? So some of the things that I've seen there are the use of like, GIFs, for example. So when you open up an email, uh, you're immediately seeing uh, some visual uh, aspect of a value communicated, uh, whether that be via autoplay or whatever that is. So the recipient isn't necessarily waiting or it's taking a long time. You're immediately communicating some value and then you're kind of building upon it. So I think that's the key. When you're when you're coming up with these, just think about like, you know, how can you uh, uh, as soon as you can get to that value. Yeah, yeah. So GIFs in, I mean, if you look at uh, them, they're they're part of a larger video that you could trim down and then use it. So you could mm -hmm. also redirect them to watch the entire video on your YouTube channel or on, on a landing page rather. And, and mm -hmm. it just uh, makes it so much easier because they say uh, a picture is worth a thousand words, but then imagine there, there are, I don't know, 30 different pictures in a second and then right. you count the number of words that that would result in. I mean, so it's, it's that is the power of videos, right? Uh, and and uh, again, when you when you are on the landing page, again, it makes uh, it very easy for uh, communicating what would possibly take you a longer time to communicate through text rather. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, right. And again, we don't necessarily need to reinvent the wheel there, right? You you look at B2C companies again, you have things like uh, the sort of the looped videos, autoplays. We haven't quite seen that being incorporated in B2C effectively. There's platforms like LinkedIn who have started doing that to a certain extent. But what about like businesses themselves, right? Like how do we learn from some of those things and make sure that we can... Uh, uh, use uh, some of the things that are working really well is is to be seen absolutely like you said there's so much to be learned from b2c for b2b and then uh, i think i think there's a long uh, way ahead so you need interesting people uh, to take charge of of uh, <clears throat> b sales and marketing uh, i mean uh, like you said not necessarily have to reinvent the wheel but then there's there's so much happening in front of you that you can learn from uh, <clears throat> that said I, I want to understand uh, more about uh, use of videos in account based marketing now account based marketing as far as i understand is the term might be new but the practice <clears throat> is not right it's, it's mm -hmm. really focusing on most key customers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and and trying to uh, sort of uh, focus all your attention on on getting their attention or, or mm -hmm. ensuring that you convert. So, mm -hmm. uh, how do you think in today's world, uh, with with again the whole idea of uh, physical events going away or or mm -hmm. uh, meetings going away? How do you think videos can help in account based marketing? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, so I think. In ABM, uh, 
personalization is going to be key, right? Uh, you're you're really uh, specifically communicating something to solve for a specific pain, uh, and that's going to be important. Uh, but also beyond that, uh, again kind of trying to mimic the uh, in-person world, uh, some of the interactions you'd have there is something you want to carry over as well. Uh, things like, you know, uh, just hallway conversations, right? You're having a meeting and after that meeting, I've seen some colleagues do that uh, quite well, is, you know, how do you take communications like that over to video and into the inbox uh, is going to be key. Uh, and then end of the day, uh, you... Uh, you want to kind of humanize that approach as well. You are a person and the customer needs to feel that and can sort of feel your energy and feel your dedication to that engagement. And the best way to do that is, is video. You can't just do that uh, by typing emails, right? So again, you now actually have an abundance of those opportunities, even more so than you did before. So why not capitalize on it? You know? True, true. Uh, you you spoke about humanization, so I, I I would like to break the flow. I was about to go mm-hmm. to the next point that I had in mind, but then uh, you, since you brought up humanization, there are a few points that I would like to talk about uh, inside of humanization. The first mm-hmm. one being uh, the use of jargon versus the use of natural language. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's mm-hmm. your take on that? End of the day, you know, we're all sort of in our rooms here, our bedrooms or whatever we're in, right? Uh, so why kind of take away that human aspect? You know, why don't we just keep that very uh, human and communicate how you would naturally communicate with your customers? So that could be different for everybody. You want that personality to come through. For me, for example, uh Again, being in that room, uh, using a whiteboard was a very, very effective tool for me. Uh, so for me now is uh, trying to figure out, okay, how do I then bring that over? Uh, there's tools out there like uh, Miro, for example, that you can use to create that white- whiteboard experience and then uh, take that into video. Uh, and then again, kind of bringing your energy, your personality to that and communicating that across is, is, is key. True. Uh, the next being uh, like the use of storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes uh, in the B2B space, when we are looking at communicating, we, we are bound, I mean, I don't know why, but then people are bound to talk about features more than uh, talking about uh, things that will evoke emotions in uh, the person who's watching. What, what do you have to say about that? How important is storytelling in this whole process? Right. So the storytelling, uh, end of the day, needs to communicate the vision, not for yourself or your company, but rather for them, right? Like what is uh, the objective they're trying to reach? Like what are the pains they're trying to solve for? Uh, and then personalizing uh, video or whatever communication that is, uh, to really address that is going to be key. Uh, and so like, and we've been doing this quite well in other formats. It just hasn't carried over to video very well yet, right? But that is happening now, uh, wherein even in the video communication, we're focusing more on you know, what, what is the customer trying to solve for, uh, sort of where are they at right now and where they're trying to get to and what do they need to get to that and that sort of thing. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I I found a brilliant example of, uh, about this in just the previous episode of of the podcast. We had uh, from Google uh, showing us an ad that Google has put out for their B two B apps. Right, mm-hmm. uh, there are a bunch of apps de- developed for uh, businesses in general, and uh, uh, they. I mean, it's proof that uh, you don't have to be boring, right? When you want to communicate to uh, a business on the other end. I mean, they are also humans at the uh, other side. They also, I mean, humans are suckers for stories. That's what I see. And uh, uh, I mean, it, it is easier to get their attention. It's very easy to communicate and, and bond over uh, a particular topic. And then I think the sale becomes very easy once you've created that bond between you and your customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, with that said, the next thing that I feel about humanizing, uh, and not a lot of people do this well, or or rather brands, mm-hmm. is uh, being transparent and authentic. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean, I'm also talking about showing your flaws at times, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times they just want to show the good side, but then. I mean, everybody knows that there's a person on the other side, uh, uh, and and they are bound to make mistakes. So, mm-hmm. uh, why why it is important to be authentic and transparent about everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, end of the day, uh, whether you know you are trying to kind of uh, keep that away from you or not, customers care about that, right? They they want to know uh, where you've fallen short, where you haven't. Uh, and uh, again, video has been considered purely just as this positive, shiny thing that you can put out, right? But uh, uh, now, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, some of the applications where it, it also shows, uh, uh, you know, vendors or customers or projects or whatever you're working on uh, in the negative sense as well and or just the learnings that you you've gotten out of it uh, that'd be very interesting see i personally haven't seen a lot of those uh, but it is a pretty interesting concept and uh, i'd be keen to see some of them right because i, I mean uh, if, if you look at this uh, the most uh, famous i don't know uh, Everybody watches uh, soaps, right? On, mm-hmm. Even on Netflix, you've seen some of the best TV shows. Uh, and and what actually do people want to watch after they finish watching it is bloopers, mm-hmm. uh, uh, right? Uh, right? Again, these are things like, okay, what, what went wrong? Did, did they miss a dialogue or did they laugh in the middle of a scene? And these are things that you connect to and then you like to watch them on repeat. I think you can consume hours and hours of that footage and not get yeah. tired of it. So why don't you do the same with your business, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think what it all comes down to is just continuously reinventing uh, uh, things like video, right? Uh, the reason the these uh, reality television, everything is successful uh, is because it didn't exist before and then somebody came up with it and then there's things that are changing there as well. So I think the bigger point there is to just continue reinventing the engagement that you're having with the customer. Correct. And it, it, it boils down to the kind of person you are, right? You have to be mm-hmm. comfortable uh, putting your vulnerable self out there because right. I mean, a popular 
a popular consumer video format that I recollect when we are having this conversation is uh, a section called Mean Tweets on on late mm-hmm. night shows. Uh, okay. We've seen even the president, United States back then. I'm talking about Barack Obama, not President uh, the the outgoing president, but. Uh, he has done a few of these sessions where he reads out mean tweets about himself. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's very easy for uh, 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 a president to say that hey, I don't want to. I want to put these away and and hide these from my, uh, from the public image of mine. I don't want to associate mm-hmm. with this. But then mm-hmm. you know that makes that person more natural, and you're, you're bound to connect more when you see the vulnerable side of that. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, talking about reinventing, like what you guys are doing in terms of uh, changing, you know, video into a podcast format, and sort of how uh, you drive interest from that. Like that's all uh, excellent, right? Like that is uh, something that hasn't been done before or hasn't been done a lot, and uh, you guys are doing it really well. So yeah. Uh, Props to you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, the, the absolute obvious point that I really want to bring out here is putting real faces, right? Uh, I mean, we all know that uh, uh, we want to understand what happens behind the scenes. Who are the people who mm-hmm. built the product, right? What are their stories? Why? What was the reason why they built it, right? Mm-hmm. And also, I want to see social proof. I want to see people who have used the product uh, and, mm-hmm. and only then and only then will I be able to trust you. In the offline world, I, I, I'll take an example. If if there is a product that you walk into, uh, say, a Target and, and want to buy, but there's a new product there, you'd like to see what's it about and then you'd like to see if there's somebody else out there who's buying the same or who's possibly used it and you'd go by recommendations right mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's in our blood to sort of trust other people who've uh, sort of uh, had that experience or or have uh, used that product so why not in b2b also it's very important to show uh, real people whether it is the people who built it or whether people who have experienced that Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's the key point too, which is uh, it needn't be one way, right? Like, how do you bring customers into the fold? I think there's lesser of that being done, where the conversation over video is still very one way in in that sense. Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes there, where also customers can participate in return in the same format, and what does that evolve into? Uh, I think I think a mm-hmm. bunch of uh, brands uh, mm-hmm. do long form case studies, right? In text, they write white papers and things like that. Uh, and uh, when it comes to testimonials, they put short, uh, uh, like couple of lines that people uh, they 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 go out to customers and and say uh, what are the things that you like about the product, and then uh, happen to put out those couple of lines on the uh, homepage. Uh, uh, beneath uh, on on the third or fourth fold, but how mm-hmm. important is it to uh, not just talk about the nice things that these guys say about your product, mm-hmm. right? But also showing the entire story from end to end, right? That mm-hmm. your customer has a certain problem, which is a mm-hmm. problem that a lot of others might be having and would connect to. And then how did your product come and like sort of fix that for them, 
right what were right. the business outcomes that came out of it it is so much more powerful than just a testimonial so mm-hmm. it, it, i mean we've done a few of those at gutch uh, we've helped a few brands create those video case studies which which mm-hmm. give an end to end picture of of what uh, really uh, needs to be communicated Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you're right. You know, testimonials today are pretty uh, uh, repetitive, right? You you see uh, a testimonial on one site and the other, you, you can barely distinguish them. Uh, and uh, it's there to create a bit of a proof point, right? You do want that uh, to a certain degree, but how do you? How can you then double click into that? Uh, and uh, there are some very good examples of this where a customer can talk about the solution that you worked uh, with them in some, you know, previously maybe on a stage, but now in a different format, in a, in a webinar or something like that. And then how can that be then converted into video again? And how can you use that? Uh, these are all key things that we should all be thinking about and incorporating. Uh, on the other hand, you know, testimony Testimonials, uh, again, as long as they can clearly articulate sort of the value that you brought to the table for them, uh, I think those are still important as well. Uh, but again, yeah, having that long form uh, could also be great. Right. Uh, yeah. The next point that I really uh, want to talk about is like sourcing your communication from your audience right mm-hmm. and, and i'm talking about the best form of copy that sometimes i've seen uh, is taken from customer reviews right mm-hmm. uh, and it comes to uh, like like because when when we as people who represent the product it's bound to happen that we are we are going to like sugarcoat things and and use uh, uh, words that uh, might not connect well with the audience but rather mm-hmm. like what is a brand right it's it's the perception that other people have about your product and not mm-hmm. not what you present outside because uh, often times they're not uh, eventually the image that is there in the customer's mind is going to trump your uh, image that mm-hmm. you project mm-hmm. right right yeah absolutely uh again it, it's not even just like one format i think generally getting customers in the fold uh, of is something I almost feel is going to be a phase two of where video is heading uh, in terms of sales communication, et cetera. It is still, uh, to be honest, very one way. And I think we are going to start seeing that. But we, it's not there yet, but we're going to start seeing a lot more uh, where c- customers can also in return uh, get value from communicating with us in the same format. And then that generates content, right? Can you imagine the amount of content we're creating this year because of this? Like, uh, it- it's incredible. Uh, everybody's creating content on video. And then hopefully we'll see uh, customers getting value of doing the same. And that can open up so many doors. Uh, it's definitely something that I'm going to be trying uh, to, to kind of get more of that engagement from customers. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes out of it. Right. So so I want to talk about the next thing here. Uh, and, and this is a very important part about uh, being in sales, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sending out proposals. Right? Mm-hmm. You, send, you send a PDF, you send uh, uh, maybe a, a, 
a document uh, that is maybe 10 15 page long uh, uh, stating uh, different parts of uh, your proposition uh, your mm-hmm. solution and then comes the pricing and, mm-hmm. and there's so much so much content there and because on the other side there is a person who's receiving multiple proposals from multiple vendors right mm-hmm. and you're talking about uh, uh, i think I, if you if you're a, like like for at segment you're a mm-hmm. customer data platform right mm-hmm. if you're talking about say even one part of it which is say crm Mm-hmm. And if a new company or, or a potential customer is looking out to purchase a CRM solution, uh, mm-hmm. and they uh, they are in talks with say uh, different uh, uh, providers, solution providers, he or she might be getting anywhere around ten or fifteen or maybe even twenty proposals because there are so many out there, right? Right, right, how right. Do you stand out. How do you ensure that you in, you are able to increase your win rate and and. Mm-hmm. How does video help you solve that? I mean, let's talk about the old approach and then how can video come in and uh, like help you explain your proposal better and, and help you increase your uh, 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 this win rates? Yeah, yeah. So we've all gone through this, right, where we send out the proposal and then something's not clear and then there's questions back and forth. Uh, sometimes you try and get a meeting and kind of uh, present that and walk through it, uh, but oftentimes you may not get that opportunity. And, and again, coming to my point, but now you actually have that opportunity because sending a video explaining that uh, is not something that's going to be extremely foreign for uh, customers, right? They're, they're going to be open to receiving these. Uh, so uh, it's a very powerful tool. Uh, these are things, again, uh, how do you mimic, mimic your previous in-person interactions? This is a perfect example of that. You should definitely be doing that. And in fact, one of my colleagues recently opened my eyes to uh, even specific uh, RFI responses or RFE responses. How do you uh, use video to GIFs and videos and whatnot to communicate your responses, not just in an Excel, uh, but actually through video uh, and really stand out. You know, that, that's a great use of it as well. Right. Like like you said, I think uh, the, the best part that uh, actually I caught out from uh, what you just mentioned was reducing the whole back and forth, right? There's so mm-hmm. many times uh, you can only say so much uh, in text and then uh, there's bound to ha- be questions that I mean no you cannot be clear in the first go I mean and especially right. if you are if, if you're at the other end you're trying to differentiate between the two different proposals uh, it's very important the second very good advantage that you have with videos is often doing these mini uh, walkthroughs like demos even in your proposal right mm-hmm. uh, specifically when okay when you're talking about uh, a part of your solution and you can also do a quick demo because in a uh, text proposal, you cannot do all that, right? Mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. max, at max include a screenshot, like an image maybe, uh, but here is how it works. And then mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it changes the whole game, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's all about reducing bandwidth, right? Like you need to really open up the email and then read the full email and get your information or is there like a quicker way where, uh, you know, 
uh, we went from there to like audio, for example, right? Like where the bandwidth to your information. And I think, you know, I, I listened to this in another podcast with like Elon Musk, I think, like where he's talking about like bandwidth and how that's continuing to reduce like how we access information. And why why not the same concept in B2B as well? Like why does somebody have to go through and read a full email to get to the answers? You know, can they get it in audio? Can they get it in video? Uh, or could they request this information even more quickly via video and receive that back? Like those are all things, exciting things that may come about that, you know, we'll see. But yeah, again, it's all about like reducing that uh, sort of time to value and bandwidth and getting to that information as quickly as you can. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the other part that I want to talk about in sales, uh, again, which possibly you are also facing right now is training your team. Uh, mm-hmm. Because you cannot get in front of your entire team at once. Uh, Zoom has able uh, Zoom has come in and like sort of uh, like Zoom or rather any uh, video conferencing tool today is able to give you that opportunity to uh, again try and mimic the whole uh, training uh, session. At the same mm-hmm. time, some webinars uh, have come out, uh, but I've also seen a lot of training videos being made. Uh, in animation formats, etc., where uh, there are a lot of times where uh, you you have to go out and do a few things. Like it, it's about mm-hmm. to do, right? You cannot explain that uh, in text again, or mm-hmm. or even while speaking, you have to show visuals. Uh, if it is about body language, it's very important. Like this, these are things that can come out only through a video. You cannot do that over a phone call or even uh, in written form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, onboarding and just team management and things like that are, uh, are you know, uh, something that a lot of managers today are struggling with, to be honest, right? Like, uh, this kind of came about overnight and just changed everything. And uh, it, it is something a lot of even seasoned managers find very difficult to. Uh, and, and I think there's a lot of uh, solutions evolving in this space. Uh, actually, if you kind of start uh, uh, looking at uh, some of the things that are developing uh, is to solve for that problem. Like, how do you come back to that mimicking that office environment with your team how can you quickly anecdotally you know what's the version of anecdotal information sharing now we don't have that like maybe slack is close to it where people are passing messages but what can be even better uh we don't know that yet but that is something that definitely is a pain and hopefully somebody solves for it really well uh and i know there's a lot of companies who are starting to focus on it uh, but yeah, it, it, it's a key area that I, I feel um, more companies will start adopting as we move into the more remote world. Absolutely. Uh, next important point for any mm-hmm. sales professional is, or rather account, because you, you've also been an account executive. I want to ask you this, uh, the ability to upsell. Uh, mm-hmm. You've already sold a project and and you have to look at possibly cross-selling something else or even upselling the same thing uh, with mm-hmm. additional, uh, uh, say, features. Uh, you, might, you might have uh, been able to sell only a part of the solution that you've built. Uh, again, there's so much more that you can do in every deal. Uh, how do you think uh, videos would help you uh, push that limit uh, uh, and, and, and sort of close uh, larger ticket size deals? 
Yeah, I think uh, it comes down to uh, communicating how uh, a customer has already realized the value with your product. Uh, and again, maybe uh, the video format may help with that uh, or make that better. Um, and then again, continue to focus on like sort of what additional value that you can bring to the table, what you can solve for. Uh, so I wouldn't say a lot's changed in that regard of like good practices to begin with, but again, video can maybe help communicate that more effectively than trying to do that via email. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think that's the key. Uh, that's the key there. Okay. Um, so Karthik, tell me, tell me, I need a tip here rather than, mm. okay. Uh, we all have faced this problem. Uh, you've had leads, uh, you've you've sort of pursued them for a while and they go dormant, right? Mm -hmm. What is your go-to strategy when it is, when it comes to like uh, bringing them uh, from, from death, right? Bring mm -hmm. them out and sort of like uh, restarting a conversation. And it might be uh, uh, either video or generally, like what do you do when it comes to um, sort of, restarting that conversation or or um, I, I mean because it's it's very difficult right I mean uh, you cannot you cannot stop them from uh, deserting you right you in the, in the whole uh, today the Gen Z word for it is I think ghosting right this is something that you use on Twitter so so what do you do Karthik when you get ghosted by a client yeah I mean end of the day uh, every interaction is about creating value again, right? Like, so if you're going to attempt that, uh, it should be from the perspective of, you know, what value are you trying to create for them? Like, why should you have the, uh, or why should you uh, sort of have the privilege of somebody's attention unless you are creating some value for them? Uh, if you're not, then you're not, right? Like, so focus on that first focus on sort of like what value you're going to bring to the table uh, and then worry about uh, like how to revive these conversations because uh, you're not going to revive the conversation just because somebody's in a good mood. Sure, maybe once in a while, but really you're reviving a conversation because you have something now to bring to the table that's going to actually help this person, their company and whatnot. Uh, and again, uh, can you do that better with video? Absolutely. Right. Like those are things that, again, uh, I'm fairly new to, but excited about and things that I'm trying and, act and seeing good results in. No, I, th I think I think it's not a bad thing that you are new to the whole uh, like mm -hmm. video uh, ecosystem, uh, because I think what comes with it is curiosity. Right. You're, you're, right. More, uh, you're observant, you're uh, sort of absorbing more than. Uh, people who think that okay, I've spent enough time. Yeah, it's it's bound to happen. Like, uh, what what do you think is a unique use of video that you've noticed and, mm. and that like that really got your attention? Yeah. Um, so I think some of the things I mentioned, I received uh, some autoplay videos, which uh, again I didn't have to do a whole lot to immediately gain. Uh, value from five seconds, 10 seconds. Uh, so I think that was very interesting rather than, again, you know, 
uh, opening up an email and kind of reading through and trying to understand and all of these things, rather like that very quick time to value. Like I open up my email and immediately there's something that's being communicated specifically to me. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm already uh, at value at that point. So I thought that's really cool. Uh, and I think, uh, uh, you know, we, we'll see more of that uh, in terms of GIFs and other things. And then, uh, as I mentioned, like mimicking some of the real life uh, conversations, things that you would otherwise do with a customer, like a coffee, you know, uh, those are things that we don't necessarily think about right like how 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 did that look like um and then uh also things like not just proposals but other things that you're trying to communicate how can you communicate that better in terms of responding to uh like uh, rfis or rfps uh using video um and uh basically like any any such uh, you know product questions any of that uh if you can incorporate more and more of that, uh, I think uh, they're all like great things that I've seen. Makes sense. Uh, I, I want to understand from your perspective, mm-hmm. how's the evolution of video been? Uh, yeah. In, I mean, you've seen like the earliest movies came out and then uh, later on television happened. You could see everything on yours. And now today you can see uh, uh, things on your phone. Um, right. different formats, different durations. I don't know what all, like, uh, you have, like, variables today that you can experience video in. Uh, mm-hmm. Where do you see uh, where it has come from and where is it now, as per you? Yeah. Yeah, there's some interesting things you're seeing, right? and obviously it's working where we're all kind of uh, going through back-to-back episodes on Netflix or going through, like, these loops on YouTube or TikTok, uh, they're all very effective. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, there's sort of the secret sauce of the right length of the video and then the relevant content, uh, as well as, uh, a, a, you know, kind of making some of the decision for you in terms of uh, what you're going to watch next and not you not having to click through, right? Like we're already seeing that. Uh, and again, on the B2B side, we, we're seeing some platforms uh, pick up on some of those, but have companies themselves started really incorporating that? Not yet, uh, not a whole lot, but we will start seeing um, seeing more of those uh, soon, hopefully. Right, right. Now, with that, I want to also understand uh, what are different developments that you see? Um, uh, I, mean, I mean, more than the actual solution, Mm-hmm. What are problems that you foresee will get solved? Uh, what are things that you see will get more efficient? Or at mm-hmm. least you're hopeful for uh, in the future with, with the advent of videos? I think mainly for me, it's to see that two-way communication that we talked about earlier. Um, I don't know what format or shape that's going to take. But today, uh, it is certainly... Uh, one way and uh, it, it needn't be and customers can also find a lot of value with that uh, but we don't know what that's going to look like uh, but when we do that's something I'm very interested uh, in is uh, again you know if you take uh, sort of the 
B2B side or just business side of things out of the equation, we don't communicate uh, over uh, email as much as we used to before, right? There's a lot of WhatsApp, there's like FaceTime, um, a lot of audio, video communication. Uh, and then, you know, how do we see more of that on the B2B side and how do we see customers also picking up on it? What is it going to look like when they start creating content, when they start communicating? That, that'll be very interesting to see. Absolutely. Uh, I think I think you've covered quite a lot of variety of things on this episode. Uh, and and I, I think uh, I'm, I'm quite happy that you could make time for us to share all these insights, right? Uh, but I want to also, before we close this session, ask mm-hmm. you uh, one last question. Uh, and this is something that uh, I personally enjoy doing is learning from others uh, because uh, there, there's so much that people are doing uh, around you, right? Mm-hmm. And that uh, you uh, things that can uh, inspire you to become better at what you do. Um, can you name a few people uh, 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 or, or uh, things that really uh, has inspired you to uh, be better at your job and, and uh, like sort of push your limits every day? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, th- there's obviously some specific people, but when you really think about it, it's uh, like four sort of categories, I would say, right? Like one is customers. Like customers just continue to challenge you and bring the best out of you. Um, so customer is the number one. And then uh, secondly, uh, it's uh, it's your team that you work with. Right, uh, your immediate team, your extended team, your manager, your organization—all of that. Uh, also, uh, all the support that you get from them, things you learn from them, etc. Uh, then uh, the third one um, uh, actually is your family as well, right? Like a lot of things that uh, uh, people kind of forget about that as part of that successful equation, but certainly you know, uh, all the support that you'd get from your family uh, is, is is key as well. Uh, so yeah, I think, you know, th- those three, I might have said four, but probably missing one now, but yeah, I think those three. Uh, specifically people like, maybe I'd like to call out some of my uh, previous like uh, uh, leaders who've kind of like helped me uh, grow um, as a, uh, uh, Jordan Van Horn, he's uh, at Monte Carlo now. And then um, uh, Greg Stone, who's at um, Sourcegraph, I think, you know, some of these folks. And basically, like any of any, uh, uh, like, you know, your team and the people you surround with, you you sort of become an average of them in many ways, right? So it's very key that uh, uh, you kind of uh, have that backing. And it, it's those folks, folks that I've worked with, basically. Absolutely. I, I swear by the uh, last point that you made that you're an average of the people that you hang out with. And that uh, is true to also the kind of people I get to hang out with on the Mado Videos podcast. So thank you so much, Karthik, for joining us today, making time out of your schedule and, and uh, spending this time with us. Uh, I know it's holiday season, so uh, it's it's hard. But then uh, I'm, I'm glad you could make time uh, and... Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really happy and thankful for that. <laughs> Likewise, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And yeah, anybody who's joined today, thank you so much for your time as well.
Awesome. So with that, we come to an end of the episode and we will be back with a new episode very soon. So until then, see you guys. Sounds good.